Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we speak about opera and books and Jewish holidays. Stay with us. Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast, Season 1, Episode 30. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple iTunes, Spotify, the list goes on. We have lots of topics to discuss. Even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We want to see and hear you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. In the weeks to come, we'll speak again about pickleball, about Israel, Iran, wars and rumors of wars. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset, at the gym, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us for these 18 minutes. Amanda McInnes is both my travel agent and a former sponsor of this podcast, and it will help if you book your next trip with her, including hotel and flights and all things tourist. I'm also looking for a new sponsor. Maybe that person is you. Write me, won't you? Historical Marker of the Week On this date in history, 27 September, in 1938, the ocean liner Queen Elizabeth is launched in Glasgow. And in 1822, French scholar Jean-Francois Champollion announces he has deciphered Egyptian hieroglyphics using the Rosetta Stone. And that's the Historical Marker of the Week. Today we welcome to the podcast Katie Miller-Crisp, an opera producer, a singer in her own right, an editor of books, and a great gal. You're going to enjoy this interview. But first, this song titled Your Love from Jung Logos. Thank you. 
Katie, you've lived in the Sydney area most of your life, but you spent some good time overseas too. Where have you been able to travel and why? Um, mostly just out of interest, really. I went backpacking across Ireland the first chance I got to leave the country and I did my first travel through um, the Republic of Ireland and the UK. I road tripped through Scotland um, just because for my first time out, I wanted to be traveling around somewhere where I spoke the language and I was traveling by myself. So um, I do have a lot of family in England as well. So that was my first chance to actually meet them, which was really lovely. Um, and after that, I did a cathedral tour as a singer through the UK. Um, I was a choral scholar based in Sydney for a while and that helped uh, pay my way through my music degree. And we did a cathedral tour through the UK that um, sort of visited a huge um, section of England, mostly England, um, and ended with a performance at St Paul's Cathedral in London, which was very cool. Um, and the rest has just been out of interest. So I've, I've been to Denmark, Sweden, France, Italy, Czech Republic, Hungary, Switzerland, um, mostly to visit family and friends and to just explore, I guess. Did you, do you keep up with your family that you met that first time when you went to the UK? Do you still keep up with them? Yeah, I do. Um, not probably as frequently as we would like. I'm actually going to go spend some good time with them in a couple of months um, because I haven't seen them properly face-to-face -face in about eight years now, thanks to a pandemic. Um, so I've got several cousins and um, aunts and uncles and some friends who have gone over to study as well. So I'm going to get to see everybody. Did you find it tough being a foreigner over there? I don't didn't really feel like a foreigner, really, um, being a very Anglo-looking Australian with very Anglo-looking British family. Um, and we spent so much time just within the tour group itself, we would, I mean, we were essentially working. Um, so we would go to a new location, get settled into the accommodation, rehearse, do the performances, and then we might have an afternoon off before heading to the next location. Um, and being an introvert, I just spent my off time exploring the villages, looking in bookstores and making friends with local cats. Um, so it was great. What differences in musical culture did you encounter, if there were any? Oh, I mean, the choral tradition in England is its own very specific um, musical tradition, and it's all tied together with the history of the Church of England and um, English history in general and architecture. And so because I'd already been a choral scholar for at least a year before we did that tour, I was already sort of um, immersed in that tradition, but it you know, it was obviously a much deeper musical experience doing it in those places where it was such a backbone of the musical culture. And there's a huge choral tradition in England um, that's still very strong. Besides music, I know that you also love books, real books, physical hold it in your hands books, right? Uh, are you also an author? I have ghostwritten several books. Um, I'm I've been a full-time um, fiction editor for a children's publisher for about seven years now. And so as part of that um, role, I have ghostwritten several titles, but I can't tell you which, <laughs> which books they are. You have um, to tell me, that's right. <laughs> one, uh, I would like to write one under my own name at some point, but I am quite busy. So when I might, I might look at doing that when I've got a few things taken off of my plate. <laughs> we'll look forward for that. Who, who is your 
current favorite author? I uh, really don't believe in having a favorite author or a favorite book. I feel like that's unfair to all the other authors and all the other books. Um, but I, I do go through uh, genre phases. And at the moment, I am reading a lot of mystery crime thrillers. I um, have books that I'll always go back to that have made a particular impression on me. I um, I will always love um, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. Um, it's an exceptional coming of age story for any little girl. So that one's always a nice one to visit. Little Women, War and Peace. <laughs> We've talked many times, you and I, Katie, about religion, and it can be a significant thing in conversation nowadays. What characteristics of religion speak deeply to you? What markers in your life indicate trust, if you will, in a higher power? I mean, that's a kind of difficult question to answer, uh, as any question about the um, great philosophies of life will be. Um, I mean, I do believe in God, and I was raised in a religious household. And I think that um, as a type A recovering perfectionist, the idea of a higher power is um, helpful for me in kind of taking a step back and understanding that I don't need to be in control of every little detail of my life or that I don't need to achieve a certain level of output in order to feel like I'm living my life to the fullest, I suppose. I don't really know how to answer that question. Your significance is not tied to your actions. Yeah, I suppose so. And it, I, I think it um, it does help to put life and your role in the world into perspective a little bit. I'm not, he is, something like that, huh? Yeah, sure. It is, we're talking right now, it's the Jewish high holiday season with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur among our days these days. Change and repentance are watchwords we employ. What do these 10 days mean to you? I, I this, um, this period of time, I think, has always, to me, been a time to reflect on, you know, the year prior and my relationships with other people. It's, I think, any annual time to remind you to think about making amends with people you might want to make amends with or um, just sort of reflecting on your values and whether or not you are fully living within those values is sort of it's a it's a good reminder well one final question about music perhaps uh, you produced and have even starred in musical productions here in Sydney is that something we'll be able to see and support you in years to come yeah, so I started um, my little opera company, um, Opera Antics, when I finished my music degree, and um, we did we have produced several operas, including a couple of Australian premieres, um, and obviously that's all come to a bit of a halt uh, thanks to COVID, but it was also a really good opportunity for me to sort of step back and um, reevaluate the structure of the company, and so. At the moment, um, I'm going full force into uh, transforming the structure of the company from something that was just entirely um, on me. It was uh, I was doing it on my own ABN um, as a sole trader, which was definitely not sustainable for an opera company. And we're in the process now of um, putting together a board of directors, which we now have, and turning the structure into a charity. So we're applying for charity status. We've um, we've it's now in uh, what do you call it? It's now a registered company with ASIC. Um, so that is uh, the very 
important but sometimes tedious process that I'm going through now. And hopefully next year we will be able to do a stage production and relaunch the company as Operantics 2.0. Um, so yes, hopefully there will be something. Will people be able to find you? Is that a, a company? I mean, obviously if you're on ASIC, then we can find you digging deep in government. <laughs> is it easy yeah. to find you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever? Uh, we have um, a website that is probably the best way to get in touch with us. So operantics.com.au. And that will have all of the upcoming information. We are also on Facebook and um, Instagram, but that's been a bit quiet while we've been working behind the scenes to transform the structure. Yeah. Operantics. Yeah. Where did that name come from? It's opera. We have antics. You smush them together and you get a new word. Excellent. Katie, is there anything else you want to tell the Bob's Your Uncle podcast worldwide global audience that are all listening today? Uh, yes. Um, in addition to my publishing and uh, opera producing, I'm also the general manager of a lovely Baroque orchestra based in Sydney called Bach Academy Australia. And we are going to have some very exciting concerts coming up in November on the 13th of November in Chatswood at Our Lady of Dolores and on the 14th of November at um, City Recital Hall in Sydney. And that performance will be live streamed and broadcast by the Australian Digital Concert Hall. So even if you are not in Australia or not in Sydney, you can still enjoy this Baroque Orchestra concert. And we hope you will. That is so great. Say the name of the company again. Um, they are the they are Bach Academy Australia and Academy is spelled the German way so A K A D E M I E um, and you can find them at BachAcademyAustralia.com.au. That is so great, Katie. Thanks so much for your time and best of luck to you in all these endeavors that you have. Um, I'm cheering you on from the sidelines. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. I appreciate you and wish God's best to you. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of nonfiction, the Bible. Today is the second day of the new year during the 10 days of awe, the Jewish holidays in the civil year 5783. And I take this occasion to read a couple of significant lines from Tanakh that took place on the first day of the seventh month, which would have been yesterday in our calendar. This from the prophet Nehemiah chapter eight. Then Ezra and Nehemiah said to them, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And one more verse from that same chapter, verse 17. The entire assembly of those who had returned from the captivity made booths and lived in them. The sons of Israel had not done so from the days of Joshua, the son of Nun, to that day, and there was great rejoicing. Do you have a comment or question? Do you agree with us? Hit us up on bobmendo at aol.com or on Twitter or Instagram on at bobsyourunclepc, and we will read your views next week. Don't forget to post a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share our podcast with your mates, your friends. Thanks for helping us get known out there. Also, please follow or subscribe to the podcast and hit like as well. We can use all the good speak we can get. And your podcast app should notify you of the next episode. 
Don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McGinnis at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, I'll speak alone to you about the Day of Atonement, which Jewish people will observe the following day, and a bit more about the Russian war in Ukraine. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney. Music